0: Thank you so much. Morning. Good to be together from one Phil to another Phil. Um, Good to be together and I, I want to start with an apology because I feel like the 11.30 service and those joining us online you're missing out this morning because my wife preached at the first two services in King's Arms this morning but she didn't quite have enough puff to do the third and so she was amazing. I'm just telling you, she was amazing. I was so proud on the front row listening to her. Um, but yeah, she, she spoke this morning. And for us, it was uh, an amazing moment because we realised it was seven years to the exact date that she last spoke at King's Arms. Yeah, so it feels like a bit of a kind of, you know, a year of jubilee kind of moment for us. It's just like a... And seven years ago, she spoke on prayer that changes a nation. And then this morning, she spoke on praying in the Spirit. So there's kind of like a nice symmetry about that and just something that we're celebrating. And so um, I'm sorry that she can't be here for the third service. Um, I asked her to speak on this topic because there's no one else in the world that I'd rather speak on this topic than her because she knows how to pray in the spirit. And so sadly, you get the, uh, the backup this morning. So I I'm, I'm really apologize for that. So I'm gonna try and use her notes um, to speak this morning. So here we go. So hello, my name's Carol and um, I'm married to Phil. I brought a dog jumper this week and I love making gingerbread houses right now I can't do that I'm going to make, make some changes as we go through um, let's pray and then we'll get into it shall we Father we, we just thank you for Sunday thank you for the season of Advent thank you for a season where we celebrate the coming of Christ into the world Lord we thank you that coming of the Saviour has changed everything for every one of us and We thank you, Father, for just the anticipation we have that you're a God who wasn't just born 2,000 years ago, but you're a God who's present right now in his power and his glory and his majesty. Thank you that though you were born as a baby, you are now crowned with many crowns and you are Lord of the whole cosmos. Lord, we thank you that angels and shepherds and wise men bowed at the the feet of a little baby because they could see in him The future of humanity and this morning as we come to worship we look at you King Jesus and say all of our hope is in you all of our hope is in you Lord apart from you we can do nothing Lord we we just say we have discovered you to be the most magnificent awesome beautiful holy faithful loving magnificent God and we love you Lord we love you we sincerely love you and we Thank you, Father, for your presence with your people. Thank you that whenever we gather, we gather in your name, under your, under your hand and your blessing. And so, Father, we just pray today, would you bless the word of God as we turn to it. We thank you as power to change us and shape us. We thank you the word of God is living and active. Thank you, you say, blessed are those who hear your word and put it into practice. And so, Father, we pray by your Spirit, help us to do that this morning, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, so we are in this little mini prayer series, and today we're going to turn to the subject of what does it look like to be those who pray in the Holy Spirit? Pray in the Spirit. And we're going to look at one simple verse, which is on this next slide, Ephesians 6.18. Pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and prayers requests that's what we're looking at this morning and if you know this particular passage that Paul is writing from you'll know he's been talking about the fact that we're in a spiritual battle and he says when we fight we're not fighting against people we're not fighting flesh and blood men and women we're actually our fight is against unseen principalities and spiritual powers we're in a spiritual battle the Christian life isn't like a battle It is a battle, okay? Being a Christian is not all sunshine and roses. It's actually battle and warfare. Now, if you became a Christian and you were sold a message of sunshine and roses, I'm sorry, but actually being a Christian is that, but it's also warfare and it's battle and it's contending. And Paul says in this passage, we're contending against spiritual forces. And to help us, he says, that means that we need to put on all of our spiritual armour, And he says, you need to put on things like righteousness and salvation and truth and and faith. And he says, these things are like armour. They're like shields and helmets and belts around your waist. And he says, these are the spiritual weapons that we fight this warfare with. And he ends this particular section by landing here. And he says, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. And Paul here is just reminding us that for a spiritual battle to be won, we need to pick up our spiritual weapons. And one of the key spiritual weapons we have, in fact, one of only two offensive weapons in Ephesians 6 is prayer, is prayer. Pray in the spirit. We pray in the spirit because ultimately we are spiritual beings. Uh, I think it was C.S. Lewis who once says, uh, "You you are not a body that has a spirit, you are a spirit that has a body yeah you understand the difference that's why when your body one day dies and decays your spirit will live on forever which is why it's a really big deal for you to decide where is your spirit going to live forever because it will somewhere and so what happens Life after life after death is a really important question for us all to figure out because you're not a body that has a spirit. You're a spirit that has a body. We're spiritual beings, spiritual people. You you may remember Nicodemus when he's chatting to Jesus and Nicodemus is a religious man and he comes to Jesus and he's, he's like trying to find out what Jesus is all about and Jesus says to him, Nicodemus, flesh gives birth to flesh but spirit gives birth to spirit you should not be surprised by my saying you must be born again we have a physical birth but Jesus says we also have a spiritual birth because we're spiritual people so praying in the spirit is a really, really big deal and actually, praying in the spirit is one of the ways in which we start to shift the spiritual principalities and powers that we are contending with. The reality is that your unseen spiritual priorities have the power to shift unseen spiritual realities. Let me just try that again over this side. Your unseen spiritual priorities have the ability to shift unseen spiritual realities that's why Jesus says when you pray go and pray to your father who's in secret go and shut your door and pray because when your father sees what's done in secret he'll reward you he says the same about fasting he says the same about giving do it in secret, why? because what you're, you do in secret is currency in the spirit realms what you do and I do in secret is currency in the spirit realms is either positive currency or negative currency. But Jesus says, when you pray, your father sees what you pray in secret and he rewards you. What's the reward? The reward is intimacy with Jesus and answered prayer. You begin to shift spiritual powers around you when you pray. And praying in the spirit is such a big deal. And I'm going to go on and talk a little bit about what it means to pray in what the Bible calls the gift of tongues now it's not talking about the muscle between your mouth it's talking about the gift of spiritual languages and so we're gonna talk about that in a, in a few moments um, but actually praying in the spirit takes a number of forms as we'll, we'll see so here's, here's the first thing just to look at praying in the spirit means that we need a spiritual helper we need a spiritual helper now. Before you accuse me of getting all new agey, we need a spirit guide when we pray. <laughs> we need a spirit guide when we pray. And the ultimate spirit guide is the Holy Spirit. And the Father has given us the Holy Spirit to help us to know how to pray. And so Jesus puts it this way in John 14. He says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to you remembrance of all that I've said to you. Now, this is incredibly good news for anyone here who's ever struggled to pray. Anybody here never struggled to pray? Okay, just look around you, you're in good company. All of us struggle at one point or other in our life with with prayer, but the good news is that we've been given a helper called the Holy Spirit. And the Greek word used here for helper is parakletos, and it literally means one who comes alongside us to help. I love that. I love that picture of when I'm in my room on my own praying to the Father, the Holy Spirit just comes up alongside to help me know how to pray. Parakletos. The, the Amplified Version of the Bible uses seven different words to try and explain what parakletos really means. It says things like this Comforter, Counselor, Helper, Intercessor, Advocate, Strengthener, and Standby. And that's who the Holy Spirit is for us every single time that we come to pray. He's a helper. He helps us to know what to do, how to pray. He comes alongside. You know, I remember the first time that I was filled with the Holy Spirit as a 12 year old. And um, it, it, I remember being prayed for one evening. It was like a kind of a youth camp. A couple of friends prayed for me. I spoke maybe a couple of tiny little whispered words in tongues and instantly thought I was making it up but all I remember is the very next day when I woke up it's like someone had turned all the lights on inside of me and I suddenly felt joy I suddenly started to read the Bible and it started to speak to me I wanted to worship it with my hands up I wanted to start telling my friends at school about Jesus he started, the Holy Spirit started to speak to me it was literally like before I'd been like pedalling a push bike up a hill and then suddenly I was in a car that had an engine that's how it felt and that's the picture here is as Christians we are meant to do life with a helper called the Holy Spirit he comes alongside. He's the engine room. He's the energy source of our life. So the question for us is, have you been filled with the Spirit? Or are you trying to push the pedal bike of your Christian life very hard on your own? I want to suggest to you there's a better way. Be filled with the Holy Spirit because He's your helper. You, you, everyone doing okay? You're a bit quiet on me this morning, but you're doing okay. All right, just, just checking, just checking. you thinking about Christmas shopping, Christmas dinners. We have a helper, the Holy Spirit, which means that whatever we're going through, he is able to come alongside and help us and strengthen us and encourage us and guide us. And so when it comes to praying in the Spirit, other than speaking in tongues, which we'll talk about in just a moment, praying in the Spirit can look like a number of things if you've got this helper alongside you. So the first thing it can mean is that sometimes when you're praying, you'll just feel promptings from the Holy Spirit to pray for certain things you know you may rock up with your prayer list of things you want to pray for but suddenly when you get with your father you start to feel these other promptings and desires to pray for other people or situations or nations just hands up if you ever had that experience where suddenly the spirit prompts you to pray for something else that's praying in the spirit and again in those moments it's so important that we just just partner with God just partner with God. I mean, it can happen in the most innocuous moments. I remember walking to the, the chemist around the corner and suddenly I felt the Lord say to me, a, a, a mighty oak has fallen and then he spoke to me about a pastor who was sick and he said, you need to pray for him right now. I'm walking to the chemist. It can happen anywhere. As you're brushing your teeth, as you're on the loo, as you're going to work, as you're changing your kids' nappies, as you're chatting to a friend, the Holy Spirit can just suddenly say, pray for that person. Pray for that situation. Remember when uh, Carol, my wife, was pregnant with our, our second child. We, we didn't know if it was a boy or a girl yet. And um, as, as Carol would pray for the baby in her womb, she, 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 she said she wanted to pray for all these mighty things. Like, God, would you make this baby just a champion and a prophet and a mouthpiece and a, a priest and a king and someone. And, and yet she found so often when she went to the place of prayer for for this baby, the Lord would say, I want you to pray for the baby's lungs. I want you to pray for the baby's lungs. All through her pregnancy, the Lord just kept saying, I want you to pray for the baby's lungs. And then she had Sam, and for two weeks he was in intensive care because his lungs were underdeveloped. And he nearly died several times in those first two weeks. It was one of the most difficult periods of our life. Carol for nine months had been praying for this baby's lungs and a friend said to her do do you think that means that God didn't answer your prayers and she said no 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 this means he did answer my prayers and my baby is still alive and he's now six foot three he's a saxophone player and his lungs are brilliant okay because God answers prayers but sometimes praying in the spirit means just listen to the promptings of the spirit he may cause you to pray in a direction that you hadn't planned for but it's on his heart also Praying in the Spirit means listening to Holy Spirit strategies. How does God want you to pray for certain situations? What are the strategies on his heart? What are the different ways? You notice this interesting, when Jesus prays for those that are sick, he rarely does it the same way twice. Have you ever wondered why that is? Sometimes he does it from a distance. Sometimes he does it with the words. Sometimes he touches their eyes. Sometimes he puts mud on their eyes. Sometimes he says, come here. Sometimes he says, stay away. I mean, Jesus does it all sorts of different ways. Have you ever wondered why? Well, I think it's because he's listening to the helper, Holy Spirit, how do you want me to pray? Even the Son of God. So praying the Spirit means, Lord, what's your strategy? How do you want us to pray? Sometimes that'll lead you to certain actions or ways of praying, Again, I remember early in our life when our kids were small. Uh, my son went through a period of incredibly uh, vivid night terrors, and they lasted for months and months and months. And I won't tell you the whole story, but there was a reason why they were happening. But we we tried every parental trick in the book, and you know, it was some parents may have this experience. It got so bad that he wouldn't fall asleep unless I was lying next to his bed, holding his hand. And I had to hold his hand until he dropped off to sleep, and then I would slowly prise my fingers off and try and leave the room. But then even in the middle of the night, he would get night terrors, he'd see spiritual things in his room, things, was, things would literally appear on his bed. It was like just a crazy, freaky time. And I, I remember, we would, Karen and I were just praying and, and lacking sleep for months because every night he'd be in our room several times. And we were like, Jesus, we need sleep. <laughs> Any parents here? I should pray for you right now. Parents, we need need sleep, Lord. And I remember the Lord said to me, Phil, I want you to walk around your block for the next six nights after dinner. I want you to pray for your neighborhood and then the breakthrough will come on day seven. I was all right. Lord, I was asking for sleep. I wasn't asking for a strategy. And he's like, no, do that. And so I, I, was, I shared it with Carol, and we were so desperate. Well, I'm willing to try anything. you know, Even if this is just the cheese I ate before bed, I'm willing to try anything. And so that's what I did. We, we'd have dinner. I would walk around our block. We were living in a place called Wall's End up in the northeast. And it was about a kind of half hour, 40 minute walk. And I would do it every, I did it every night for, for six nights after dinner, just prayed in the spirit, prayed in tongues. And then that night, Sam has uh, sam has another night terror and and yet he didn't call out he didn't call out for us instead god spoke to him in that moment and said sam i want you to think of me and he heard god's voice speak to him in his bed as he was lying there and the next morning he came down to breakfast and he told us this story and we're like what you heard the voice of god was it in your head he's like no no i heard it out loud it came from behind my curtain in my bedroom the Lord said Sam think of me and instantly the night terrors broke from that moment not another nightmare, it was amazing now that had nothing to do with us that had everything to do with just we've got a Holy Spirit who's a helper who comes alongside, who helps us know how to pray so it can look like all sorts of different things different ways but we've got to tune into the Spirit so secondly let's just take a focus on praying in a spiritual language that the Bible calls the gift of tongues and just to say what we're going to do at the end of this is we're going to create some time to just pray together Because I want to pray for those of us here that perhaps haven't received the gift of tongues yet. We're going to uh, stand with you and pray for you. We're going to have a moment all together as a church family. We're going to get the band back. We're all going to pray out loud together. We're going to have a moment just engaging with God. And we're going to believe God to bless those of you that haven't yet received this gift or would like to grow in this gift more. So that's kind of where we're heading. So let me just explain a little bit about what the Bible calls the gift of tongues and it it first appears in the New Testament Acts chapter 2 this moment where the Holy Spirit is poured out and we read this in verse 4 of Acts 2 all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them that word tongues is, is a Greek word glossolalia which just literally means the languages of the nations they began to speak in the languages of the nations and it was a remarkable thing because most of the men in those upper room were fishermen from Galilee <laughs> and so they never had a chance to learn Turkish or Farsi or whatever language they were speaking on that particular day but the Holy Spirit came on them and it says when they spilled out of that upper room in Jerusalem they suddenly were speaking the languages of all the nations around them. It was this amazing moment and the crowds that heard them speak and say, how is it that we can hear them speak in the praises of God in our own languages? What an amazing moment. I would have loved to have been there. Tongues is an amazing gift from the Lord and when we're praying in tongues, we're praying sometimes with an earthly language or sometimes with a heavenly language that the Holy Spirit gives us to help us communicate and pray to God. It's an amazing gift. And i suggest to you that speaking in tongues is not just a prayer language it's a power language there's something about praying in tongues that releases the power of God to bring change in a way that few other things do and uh, some of you would have heard of a lady called Jackie Pullinger uh, in the 1960s she was, uh, she was from Croydon in England she felt God say I want you to get on a boat and get off when I tell you and so she had ten dollars in her pocket she got off the boat in Kowloon in Hong Kong and she began to work amongst the drug addicts in Hong Kong and it's an incredible story but a key moment of change in her life was when she started to practice using the gift of tongues and I'll just read you the account it's long but it's, it's worth it's worth hearing She says, I've been trying to reach out to the drug addicts in Kowloon with little success but one day I was introduced to Rick and Jean Stonewillens. Do you pray in tongues, Jackie? I was shocked by Jean's American forthrightness. No English person would be that direct. Well, no, actually, I haven't found it that useful. Don't get anything out of it, so I've stopped praying in tongues. It was a relief to discuss it with someone, but Jean would not be so sympathetic. That's incredibly rude of you, she said. It's not a gift of emotion, it's a gift of the spirit. You shouldn't despise the gifts God has given you. The Bible says he who prays in tongues will be built up spiritually, so never mind what you feel, just do it. So then she and Rick made me promise to pray daily in my heavenly language. They insisted that the Holy Spirit was given in power to the early church to make them effective witnesses to the risen Christ. Then to my horror, they suggested we pray together in tongues. We prayed and I felt silly saying words I did not understand. I felt hot and then to my consternation they stopped praying while I felt impelled to continue. I knew already that this gift, although holy is under our control, I could stop or start whenever I wanted. I would have done anything not to be praying out loud in a strange language in front of strange Americans. But just as I thought I would die of self-consciousness, God said to me, are you willing to be a fool for my sake? I gave in, All right, Lord, this doesn't make sense to me but since you invented it, it must be a good gift so I'll go ahead in obedience and you can teach me how to pray and then she says, every day as I promised to them I prayed in the language of the Spirit 15 minutes by the clock I still felt it to be an exercise before praying in the Spirit I said, Lord I don't know how to pray or who to pray for, will you pray through me and you will lead me to the people who want you and I would begin my 15 minute stint after about six weeks I noticed something remarkable those I talked to about Christ believed I could not understand it at first I wondered how my Chinese had so suddenly improved or if I'd stumbled on a splendid new evangelistic technique but I was saying the same things as before it was sometime before I realised what had changed this time I was talking about Jesus to people who wanted to hear I had let God have a hand in my prayers and it produced a direct result. Instead of my deciding what I wanted to do for God and asking his blessing, I was now asking him to do his will through me as I prayed in the language he gave me. Now I found that person after person wanted to receive Jesus and I could not be proud. I could only wonder that God let me be a small part of his work. not that a beautiful story? And as you'll know, Jackie went through years